You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The show that's not immune to the facts, Dan Bongino. We are your home for the Dan Bongino Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Robridge, Lafayette, a Town Square Media station. They remain far apart trying to work out a debt limit deal. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what Congressman Garrett Graves just said. He's the lead Republican negotiator and says talks will resume with the White House next hour after another meeting last night between President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The biggest sticking point is whether the two sides can agree on the length and size of spending caps. The White House wants to preserve the president's signature legislation, like the Inflation Reduction Act, while Speaker McCarthy wants spending cuts, but not in defense. Fox's Griff Jenkins, if there's no increase in borrowing, the U.S. could default late next week week. Drama near the White House last night. A preliminary investigation leads police to believe 19-year-old Sai Varsith Kendula intentionally crashed a U-Haul truck into security ballards outside Lafayette Park about a block from the White House. A Nazi flag and notebook of writings found in the back of the truck. Kendula of Chesterfield, Missouri was arrested and now charged with several felonies including threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on a president, vice president, or family member. This Fox's Jared Halpin. The Surgeon General General's warning us, youth mental health is the defining public health issue of our time, saying social media use is a main contributor to depression and anxiety. Former President Trump's taken aim on social media again at E. Jean Carroll, the author who won a $5 million jury award in New York in her lawsuit alleging he raped her decades ago and defamed her denying it. Today's Trump posts again call it a fake story, a total scam, asking, where's the dress she said she had? Cedric Carroll amended another lawsuit trying to get more money from the former president. The new filing seeks $10 million in compensation and covers what former President Trump said about Carroll on a nationally televised town hall. That Carroll's story was made up and disparaged her, in his words, as a whack job. Fox's Grinnell Scott today, the former president, supposed to appear in court virtually in a New York City criminal case against him. America's listening to Fox News. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, get a DeWalt cordless impact driver for just $99. Was $159. That's a savings of $60. Plus, you'll always save big on job lot quantities when buying select building supplies in bulk. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location while supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See associate for details. Vow through A2. Lowe's reserves the right to limit quantities. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. Dino's Pizza Like No Other, family-owned and operated restaurant in the Acadiana area serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's Pizza a part of your family traditions. Two locations, Bertrand and Kali Saloon. The 35th annual Cajun Artland State Fair is coming May 25th to June 4th. And if you want to get big savings, you need to get the News Talk 96.5 KPL Mega Pack 
for you and your family. The Mega Pack includes four ride wristbands and four fare admission vouchers for only $95. And you can redeem them on any day of the fair you choose. Save $45 when you buy now. Very limited quantities available. Get it now for $95. Look for the Cajun Artland link at kpel965.com. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The Iberia Veterans Association presents a Memorial Day Remembrance on Memorial Day, Monday, May 29th, beginning at 5.15 p.m. at Bulani Plaza in downtown New Iberia. This is, of course, to remember those military veterans who've lost their lives serving our country. There's patriotic music, refreshments, and in case of bad weather, activities move to the Steamboat Pavilion. See you in New Iberia on Memorial Day. The Cajun Chili Fest cookoff is Saturday, May 27th, 11 a.m to 3 p.m. at Mendoza Ford in Maurice. This is a fundraiser for Family Promise of Acadiana, which helps families in need in Acadiana. It's also a preliminary cook-off for the World Championship Competition in Terlingua, Texas. Enter your cooking team, and you can just attend the day of the event to enter your cooking team. Go to Family Promise of Acadiana. See you in Maurice Saturday, May 27th. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. This is Moon Graffon. I've always believed there's two types of fishermen. There are people like me that love to fish. And there are people like Don Dubuque who can catch fish. And that's why you need to listen to the Outdoor Show with Don Dubuque Saturdays from 5 to 7 a.m. Here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Brought to you by Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer seven years in a row. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new roads. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Moon Graffon show on the road today in beautiful Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in conjunction with our Talk 107.3 FM station right here in Baton Rouge. It was so tickled to death to be uh, back home in Baton Rouge. And I grew up right there in Plaquemine, went to Redemptress High School in Baton Rouge, which there's no Redemptress anymore. But uh, I did, really did go to that school. And I went to Plaquemine High School, too. So uh, I had a kind of a, a dual career there. But anyway, we're here. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook on Talk 107.3 FM. I'm the good-looking one. On, no, look, I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was going to do that. I just see the screen up right now. So she, she didn't want to put our profiles on that. That's Brandon Trostclan in the background. We're getting ready to get to him. He's running for Secretary of State. want to talk about what he wants to do because he wants to do something different than you're hearing out there with the Secretary of State. It's fairly dealing with elections. Uh, anyway, we want to get to that. I got some stuff on. Uh, hey, there's been some meetings 
Some people started to talk on the Senate side with the Republicans, with the Republicans on the House side about running away, basically, from that Paige Cortez budget where they want to spend everything. And that's good. That's good for the state of Louisiana that you got some senators that are willing to say, hold up just a second. We don't like this plan either that Cortez and Edwards and the advocates pushing. So we got that today. Uh, Greg Bowser is supposed to step in today. I got a couple more guests. Oh, uh, uh, Philip DeVille and him had some investigators. Some people hired some against him and uh, Tanner uh, Bad News Bad McGee, and I'm, I want to I want to get him on a few minutes to talk a little bit about that. So we got a host of things going on today. But first of all, we're going to start off with the business owner. His name is Brandon Trostclair. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, bud? Doing fantastic, Moon. Thanks well, for being it's, here. It's good to see you again. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, let's do this because Brandon is a candidate for Secretary of State in the great state of Louisiana. I laughed at you the other day. I said, Brandon, I didn't laugh at you. I said, Brandon, I... I think you ran uh, Kyle Ondwin out the business. <laughs> and I, I, I'm laughing at that because I thought Kyle was going to be steady and stay with it. He ends up not running. No cut on Kyle. He just decided not to run. But let's do this because you never really run for office before that I know of, correct? Yeah, I ran for state representative uh, th- four years ago. Okay. Yes, what district was it? Uh, 88. Who won that one? Kathy Edmonston. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. All right. So this is your second run. So yes, you sir. probably got a better – you got an advantage that you ran one time. So you got an idea of what you're doing. Gained a lot of experience. Okay. Tell people right now before we get into the race about you. Who are you? Because now it's a statewide election. That's correct. So I'm, my name is Brandon Trostclair, like you said, and uh, born and raised in, in Gonzales, Louisiana. I'm a business owner. I have 13 grocery stores across South Louisiana and into Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, employ over 400 folks. I've been married for 16 years to my beautiful wife, Katie, and I have two young kids. And um, a lot of people uh, know before I, I stood up to the Biden administration two years ago when they announced that uh, g- massive government overreach with the vaccine mandate for employers. If you had over 100 employees, uh, I sued Joe Biden and uh, went all the way to Supreme Court and we won that decision. I saved over 80 million jobs. So very, wow. very proud of that. OK, so uh, and by the way, I wanted to I, I got Hunter Lundy running for governor mm-hmm. on late in the program as well. So I wanted to make sure I got everybody. I knew I had another guest. Yeah. Uh, so you want to run for Secretary of State. Uh, now, you've been you've been one of the guys out there saying that you're concerned about our election. Absolutely. Uh, so let me back up till we get to that. Uh, if you look at the Heritage Foundation, they say we got good elections. Uh, Kyle and him, it felt like we've had good elections. I hadn't seen anybody complaining, mm-hmm. and I told you this before, I hadn't seen anybody complaining about the election process over the last, I don't know, 8 to 10, 12 years. So, but you felt like it needs to change. What's wrong with the system? Because, like I said, we've gotten high ratings mm-hmm. in the past. Well, you, you, Moon, you look at it, talk about the Heritage Foundation. I interned there in Washington, D.C., but you look at that, and our overall score is a 75. That's unacceptable to me. And my kids come home with a 75 on their report card. It's not a good day at the Trostclair household. I'm they're, glad you went my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 75, we celebrated. Oh, go ahead. I, I yeah. get it. But, but you break that down, you know, the, uh, and, and on there, the, the, the proof of citizenship, we get an F on that Heritage Foundation. The accuracy of our voter rolls, we get an F. You know, we have well over 600,000 people on our registration rolls that are inactive and ineligible. And nobody's doing a doggone thing about it. We're the only state in the country, Moon. I'm glad you're sitting down. You're the only state in the country. You can't audit our elections. That's a problem. You can't audit it? You can't audit our elections at all. At all. The only state in the country. That's, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. So um, I don't know how we can have these great elections uh, per se that they say with no, with no problems. And you can't even audit our elections. That just blows my mind. Do you know who counts your vote, Moon? Hmm. Yeah. Nobody does. Nobody does. And so you, most people think when I start pushing them, I say, they say, hey, who counts your vote? Oh, I got to be my clerk. No, it ain't your clerk. Well, maybe it's the registrar. No, it's not the registrar, Moon. 
Well, who, who the well, heck counts I think, on voting? I think you have machines that do most of it. Yeah, you, and, and the problem with the machines as well is we're told that we have to trust those results when you have a proprietary black box that none of our officials, Moon, not a single official in Louisiana has access, access to that source code. Not a single one. But, but, but let, me, let me play the devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. Okay, when I said nobody's complaining about the elections, because mm -hmm. I think most elections, not all, most elections have gone exactly like people figured they would go. Yeah, well. You know, I, 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 I'm throwing this at you because it seems like you would be having a lot of complaints about that. Well, look, 68% of America th doesn't trust our election process. And that's 79% of Republicans, and I think it's 58% of Democrats, they don't trust the process. You have every major Democrat uh, in America, from Hillary Clinton, uh, our vice president, they all, they all say that we have problems with the machines all over the place. Look what Arizona did yesterday. They ruled no longer, you can, can't vote uh, with machines any longer unless it's built right here in America and it has an open source code. But when, when you don't know who counts your vote, there's no uh, transparency and accountability, we got a problem. And again, I've talked to a lot of clerks are against the paper ballots, which that's the solution to well, our that, problem. That's, that's, that's what I was coming up to next. You got any clerks that will stand with you and say, hey, no, you know, no. uh, 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 Trotsky, you are right. We're having problems. I mean, why won't the clerks, why, let me ask this question. Why aren't the clerks worried about what you're worried about? Every clerk that I talk to, of course, they are against the hand-marked secure paper ballots, but, but they said it can't be done. We don't have the people. We don't have the people. We don't have the people. I'm in the, pri heard that too. I'm in the private sector, and, and I can tell you we can get it done. They're doing this in parts of Texas, parts of Florida, parts of Missouri. We can do this. We're going to find a solution to that problem, and we're going to get people. I'm a young man. I'm 40, but... Uh, You're young you know, compared that, to me. By the way, you see that, that, that cute young lady over there? You old compared to her. <laughs> Go ahead, man. But look, look in my, you know, they, they said they advertise for, for, for people to work the polls. and this, I, I don't see it. You know, I, I'm sure it's out there, but I don't see it. I think we need to do a better job uh, to get people to work the polls. Look, our most sacred right in, as Americans is our right to vote. We need to do better. We need to reach out to the RPECs and the DPECs and get people involved in this process. I think we can do it. Okay, let me ask you a question because uh, let's talk about paper ballots. I saw a paper ballot uh, uh, devastation in Florida many, many years ago when mm -hmm. Bush ran. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about actually going in and voting on a paper ballot? No. Are you t let, me, let me give you two scenarios. Okay. Voting and counting a paper ballot? Are you talking about a machine counting it, but there's paper trail? Because I think there's a difference. There's a difference, and I'm not talking about uh, really either one of those. I'm talking about a hand-marked secure paper ballot. You come in, you check in, you got a valid ID, you got proof of citizenship, we check you in, and yes, you get a hand-marked secure paper ballot, and you go, you feel that. You go, so you're going to hand-mark the ballot? You're going to hand-mark the ballot, not a ballot-marking device. Um, those, only yeah, give, but I, those only give you a warm, fuzzy feeling. How they, I'm trying to devil's advocate. How you count that? Yeah, by the people. By the people, but that was we, the, we, but hold up though, Brandon. That was the same problem we had in Florida during no, Bush. No, it was a hand marked ballot when they did the recount. They would you remember you know no, what you, you had young, over there, they were holding up them shads. <laughs> you remember that they were going right? Well, I don't know what they meant on this one. I'm saying, could that be a problem? No, because that's not our. We we have a detailed plan. We already have a uh, a big old uh, uh, plan in place. Ready so, what to, does the ballot look like? Yeah, it's 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 a ballot. It's a regular size uh, okay. sheet of paper sure. like that. Well, don't, I don't want you messing up with this stuff. Hold <laughs> you, up, no, you no, can't, no, but you I, can't read your notes anyway. Man. No, no, you, that is correct. <laughs> I don't even know what they say, but as a thing, what's the what's it? Just yeah, well, it's got every single race on there, okay, like you okay. normally have, and you go and you just fill in a, a little circle like you do on a Scantron uh, when you're in college. And you fill that in. And then when, it, when in the race is over with, or when, when the ballots okay. are done. Is this going to be counted by electrical machines? Nope. Counted by the people. By the people. I trust the people of Louisiana more than I trust uh, 
uh, the proprietary software. Yeah, you're, so not, you're, not, you're not going to have, because I talked to clerks, too. Yeah. You're not going to have yeah. many of them or any of them that are going to follow that. Yeah. Uh, and the reason for it is, and they mentioned to you about having enough people and counting and recounting and all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't remember who said it. I ain't worried about who votes. I'm worried about who counts the votes. That's President. Aren't you worried about that, who? That's Joseph Stalin and, and President uh, Biden. That's I know, who said but that. are, you, are you worried about who's going to count the votes? Yeah. Well, so what we're going to do is we got a again we got a detailed plan. You got a Democrat and a Republican, and I can show you the video. But what you're doing in there is uh, we can count a hundred ballots um, every 42 minutes. That you know the average precinct would take us less than three hours to count. So well, we we have a plan to count during the day. You got four people that are sequestered, and when they're counting, they're not saying Biden, Trosclair, Moon, Griffon. They're 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 calling out a number that they were qualified in. And so you had the people on the other side of the table. They're just strictly filling out a number. And at at the end of the day, within minutes, Moon, within minutes of the polls closing, we have a certified election that's certified by the people of Louisiana. So you're telling me your count. And I want to make sure I'm hearing this right because I talk, like I said, I talked to clerks. You're telling me the count of the vote will be take place all day. So if I voted at eight o'clock in the morning, my vote's going to be counted already. So at the end of the day, you still can. You yeah. still well, can on the, turn on in on the larger precincts, we would start earlier in the morning and count hour by hour, and then the smaller precincts will we'll start t- sometime after lunch. But again, the whole thing is is a accountability and transparency back to the people, and you have a certified election certified within minutes of the polls closing on top of that we're going to put a again you can't audit our elections in louisiana we're going to scan those handmarked paper ballots and we're going to put them on the secretary of state's office so the people can go and count their precinct or their parish or the whole state if they wanted to it's all about accountability man okay let me take a break or come back on i want to talk a little bit more about this name is brandon trotzclair he says i want to be the next secretary of state I'm here at Talk 107.3 FM. Our good friends at Guarantee Broadcasting. Broadcasting here till 11 o'clock today. Take a break. Be back. You're listening to the Moon Grafon Show. Do you remember recess? Our children may not because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test. One size fits all. That's what teachers must teach. The LEAP test. So it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. These things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Experts know kids do better when you let them be kids, but our experts don't. They make teachers teach a test. Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, Let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative and an independent. Exercise, life skills, teachers who teach and farm fresh food. Why not? Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that sauce and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. 
Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Y'all listen. Welcome back. Moon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Brandon Trotsklam, my special guest, wants to be the next Secretary of State. We're broadcasting at Talk 107.3 FM. Guaranteed broadcast. And how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in your campaign? Yeah. Let's go Brandon.net. And, of course, that's a good old Cajun way. G-E-A-U-X. But let's go Brandon.net. You can follow the campaign on there. You can look at our whole platform. I have quite, quite a few uh, dissertations on there about our platform. What's the problems that I have? and the solutions, and, of course, you can also donate to us right there as well. Yeah, uh, my producer's name, Brandon, so I don't want y'all to get crossed up. He might cut <laughs> you off. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that. Um, so I know you're talking to the clerks, and, and, and they're against it. Do you think they're against it because they don't understand what you're trying to do? Yeah, I, th- I think so, and that's why we're about to start a hand-count tour all across the state, Moon. Uh, we're going to go all across the state on the steps of the, uh, the courthouses and the steps of the clerk of courts, and we're going to do a hand-count and show them how simple and how easy it is well, work. you have. Wait, let me ask you: Will clerks be receptive to you coming in? Because you just showed me a film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just showed me a deal of how it works. Right. Pretty impressive. Right. Uh, will they be receptive of saying, "Hey, come in and show us," and then well, let them ask questions about what you're doing? Well, look, Moon. I think any elected official should be open-minded uh, to to see different ways to to improve the process. So, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to my clerk. I think she does a fantastic job. And again, just to be clear as well, the problems that I have with our election process has nothing to do with our registrar of voters or our clerks. It's the problems with the, the top-down system that we have uh, from the State Department policies. And so, anyway, I've talked to my clerk, and she's She's asked me to be open-minded. I asked her to be open-minded, and we, and we go from there. So uh, she's going to participate, uh, and I think any clerk that we ask across the state should, should as well. I, uh, talking to Brandon Trotsky, my special guest, when I was Secretary of State, I've seen uh, – I know a question I got for you is because I've seen people try to prove that our machines – you can cheat on our machines. <laughs> but yet when I look at it, I listen to Kyle – there's no way they, they hook to the Internet. They, mm-hmm. they, how, how do you cheat? How, how could you have cheated in the machines that we have now? Is that your disappointment or your disappointment is that we don't have a real backup? Well, and that's why you want to change the system, not because it's being cheated, but more so you want a backup. Well, um, I think there are many uh, ways that it's been proven that the machines have been manipulated all across the country. Now, I had a clerk say that Dominion has problems all over the country, but not here in Louisiana. I think that's, that's, a, that's a foolish statement. Uh, but again, there's no way. We have the worst systems. Ours are so simple. Just It's this part with the source code, Moon, that I'm in the grocery business. I can change that barcode. I can charge you 99 cents for the Coke. And when your producer comes through, I can charge him $1.99. It doesn't have to be connected to the Internet. It does not have to be. It's all about that, that source code. You want to prove Trosclair wrong on any of this stuff? Show me the source code. Show it to me. But it can't be done. I want to be open and transparent and accountable to the people of Louisiana. To the people of Louisiana. That's all have, that matters. Have you shown this to any clerk or court? Shown the, the counting the process, system? process which you just showed me. No, we're about to roll that out. And like I said, no, the reason I'm saying is I, I, I'm, I'm thinking out of the box. I want to get a clerk in. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You've seen what he's doing. Tell me what the problem is. And I wanted to see yeah. what the problem would be. 
which you showed me seemed like the only problem I can see on the surface is, can we get enough people in that to volunteer to go do this? Yeah, and again, well, I think we can. Oh, and by the way, and, that, and is that, that is important, by the way. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, it is a paid deal to come and work the polls, but uh, we, again, we, we, we work with our RPEX and our DPEX to get people involved. To get people involved, and so anyway, um, but like I said, we're, we're about to roll out that that okay, hand count. So you're just starting to show this to people. We've talked to them and we showed them our manual and everything. Okay. I don't can think they go, understand. Can you go and just kind of because what's involved in this? What I'm looking at is you got to have a Republican and a Democrat mm -hmm. representative. Correct. So do you go to Republican Party and Democrat Party? Is either one of these parties for or against what you're trying to do? Oh, have you talked to them? I, look, I've talked to uh, quite a few people, and look, I think election integrity is an American, an American issue. It's not a Democrat problem or Republican problem. I, I know, but you got two party representatives there. That's why I'm asking the question. Yeah. What happens if you have a Democrat, Republican, but we got an independent party there? Somebody going to have to be there with the independent party too. Well, again, it, it takes four people to to hand count uh, per precinct. That's all it takes is four people. We can get it done. But I've talked to uh, Democrats and Republicans, the RPECs, DPECs. I've talked to them, and they all recognize that we have a problem. We all, they all it'd be, have a problem. It'd be interesting to see, and I say it's a poll, really not a poll, mm -hmm. that if you went into an area like New Orleans, which is always all Democrats, mm -hmm. and you went in an area like just across the way to the Mandeville area, which is mostly all Republican, mm -hmm. what would be the... What would be the decision from both sides? I mean, like, if all Republicans were against it, but all the Democrats were for it, that would be a red flag for me. Look, Moon, for me. we've traveled all over the state. We've probably done 70, 75 speaking engagements all over with, with the people. And, and the people desperately uh, know we have a problem and they desperately want change and they want accountability and transparency. The only time that we really run into any speed bumps at all is when we talk to uh, uh, politicians. That's the only time we have, you know, that deer in the headlights or we can't do this and we can't do that. But when you talk to the people, the people get it and the people want change. I guarantee you. Yeah, I would think elected officials, but you got to get through elected officials or you can't get this done because have you looked into how, to, how does this go? What process does this go through to get to where you want to become? Does it go through the secretary of state only? Does it go through the Kirk of courts? Does it go through the politician? Because that's the question. Well, so we've already got our, our pathway to, to doing this through Act 480 passed two years ago in the House and Senate and, and was signed off on. And so uh, it, it gives us the power at the secretary of state's office to use a machine, a ballot marking device, or hand-marked secure paper ballots. So the pathway to do this is already there. We so they passed that after the, uh, 2020 with the President Trump. Well, debacle. well it was 2021. Uh, no, but it was after 2020. I mean, the election well, it, had come. It, it really wasn't. But that was not the reason that those election integrity uh, hearings was put together. Is really uh, because there was allegations of bid rigging for new machines in Louisiana. Okay, you got a few seconds left. What do you tell the voters? Why I vote for you? Yeah, look, I'm a businessman. I'm not a politician. I want to be held accountable to the people. I'm only, I want to be transparency. I want to put the power back to the people. We need to clean these elections up, clean these registration uh, rolls up. Brandon Trotsky has his name. Brandon, thank you. We'll do it again. Thanks, Moon. Appreciate right. you, brother. We got to take a quick break. Philip DeVille, Representative DeVille. Next, you're listening to the Moon Graphone Show. Discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. 
beans, black eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. Get the shield. Yeah. Every bit. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Uh, welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. We are broadcasting today from Talk 107.3 FM right here. Guaranteed broadcast, and we appreciate our Baton Rouge station, and uh, we really do. Good to be back home because this is where I was born and raised at in Plaquemine in Baton Rouge, and uh, I don't know the streets like I used to, though, and I don't think I want to. But anyway, uh, it is an honor to have uh, Representative Philip DeVille. We had not had him on much, but uh, we ought to have him on a lot more. Philip, good to see you. Yeah, Moon, thanks for having me. Let me let me let me get that mic a look. You're not loud like me. I'm not loud. Philip, <laughs> <laughs> go thank God. Uh so I, a little bit excitement in the fact that the film credit film industry came through and I think they got it through the house. I don't think they made it through the Senate yet. But I, I picked up a uh, not actually not an article. I got the same thing. You gotta start getting these text messages with these tweets. And and the word was that they had put a private investigator on you and I call him Tanner Bad News Bad McGee. So Tell me about this. Do you know anything about it, or you just got the same information? Or why would they look at you? What you do? You missed. You ate meat on Friday one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you can you can remember back in 2016 when I was elected, and, and we were looking at deficits at the time, yep. and. Uh, Immediately, we kind of started looking at um, credits and exemptions. I filed a bill to cut uh, the movie industry um, by about $75 million because if you look at the state return on the investment, it shows that it loses about $0.77 cents on every dollar. Um, moving forward to a couple of years ago, um, Senator Hewitt had brought a bill to extend the sunset. That credit was due to sunset in 2025, and um, we were able to stop that bill on the House side a couple of years ago. And... Um, 
I guess about that time, I had a constituent reach out to me and just let me know that someone from New Orleans had been hired from a major film producer, and uh, he was asked if he could find any dirt on me. Um, they had, they had my, my wife's, what my wife drives, our address, where I work, what I drive, and they, it was just, they were, I guess in the text message chain, they were saying if, if they could find anything on me and trying to figure out why I was against the, the movie industry and if oh I was bought and paid for it. It was pretty interesting, and look, that was uh, a couple of years ago when that had came out. Um, I didn't say anything about it. I did, I did talk to the speaker, and he asked if I felt any threats or anything like that, and I just wanted to make him aware of it. Now, you talked about uh, Tanner McGee, our Speaker Pro Tem. So this year when the bill was brought to Ways and Means, um, the gentlemen that were bringing the bill, uh, Tanner McGee asked them the question, you know, I just want to ask you all about the threats that were made to me. And the same two gentlemen that I met with said, look, we had nothing to do with that. And it, when, when they, the gentleman at the table, said we had nothing to do with that, that was the same thing that they had told me. I got really frustrated. And so, you know, I, I, I brought about what had happened to me when Tanner McGee brought about what had happened to him. And that's kind of how we got here today. Yeah, you know, I, I, when I saw that, I was, uh, to say I was surprised, no. I was surprised your name was mentioned it. Because, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I know you well, but I know you well enough. And I'm thinking, well, they're going to go get dirt on it. What did you do? Slap somebody at school? Did uh, you poke somebody with a pencil? <laughs> Yeah, Blake Miguel well, said I, I mean, ain't some Friday guys, during Lent. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they can find more. I tell you, I was saying that outside. I said, if they put an investigator on me, they're going to laugh. This dude goes to work, and he goes eat lunch, and he goes work out, and he makes some sales calls, and he goes home. Then yeah. I got a special need daughter. I mean, I go home. When I leave from here today, I got some business to take care of. I'm going home. Yeah. So when they follow me, they're going to go, please put me on somebody that's not bored. <laughs> I ain't Edwin Edwards, and you're not either. That's right. So, look, and I'll tell you this. I mean, I didn't want to bring this, this whole uh, PI thing to light during the session because I think it's just important. I think your listeners really want to hear the state of Louisiana has about $7.3 billion in credits and exemptions. And uh, the movie tax industry, they get about $180 million of that. When you look at the state's return on the investment, I just think it's a bad investment. You look at roads, bridges, our infrastructure, our education. Yeah, but you're just being real honest about your assessment, and you're also using numbers. Because I, I know there's some people out there saying it's a great investment because people are working and all that stuff. But, uh, I, you know, let me, let's, let's talk about that because since you brought it up, and I know Bishop is, is looking at doing some stuff. But the bottom line on this is that if we made this state, and I'm going I'm to make a statement. If we made this state a friendly business state, we wouldn't have to give anybody any exemptions. Okay. I mean, really friendly, like friendlier than Texas. I don't think you'd have to do any exemptions because our state would grow. People would stay here. People would move here. And we wouldn't worry about exemptions because they'd be making money here. Is that why we got so many, Philip? I, I would agree with you 100%. And um, our, our chairman, Bishop, for House Ways and Means, had set up a subcommittee along with uh, – Nelson, Richard Nelson, yeah. and um, we, we went through all of our, our tax structure, and one of the things I think we would all agree upon is what you just said. If we just look at our credits and exemptions, start phasing down these credits and exemptions, and, and at the same time, phasing down income tax, whether it's personal, corporate, franchise tax, all the, all the things of that nature, we would build a tax base. When you build a tax base, you can pay for things that we all agree we need. Well, if, if you have the econ robust economy, and I'm not talking about a fake one with floods and hurricanes and COVID, but you really built up an economy. You would need exemptions. I just think if you talk to business people, people like to do business where they can make money, they can employ people, and they can grow. That's it. That's what, but they got to know what the rules are. I think here the reason why we buy so many businesses to do what we do is we don't have a fair tax system. So I didn't notice in the tax exemption stuff y'all talking about, y'all are talking about getting rid of and phasing out some taxes. I saw Brett Island 
who uh, had a bill up trying to get rid of the franchise tax. That's one of the many that we're trying to get rid of. Absolutely, and we passed out of Ways and Means yesterday. Um, I've, I've heard for years and years that the worst tax on business is a franchise tax. Um, we're looking at, at, at trying to phase that out. As you've probably heard, we have triggers in, in some bills. I heard the triggers, passed. yeah. Um, the triggers have a very real uh, chance of being met. If those triggers are met, um, the amount of the growth in that. Yeah, but, that, but, but let me throw some at you. Y'all passed uh, this, uh, uh, my good friend Daniel Erst Palm at the Pelican Institute. You've been through, the, I think, through the, the process with him. So me and Daniel kind of got after from the taxes last time. He said, if we do this, we could do this. Daniel was right. I didn't vote for it because it hurt me, but that, that's beside the point. So the, he says the triggers are there. So now y'all pass a budget where triggers could kick in and do something, and the media and the Senate's going, no, we better not do that. So I worry about triggers. I'm gonna tell, I understand them, but I, but I worry about them because just like – the budget y'all passed, which would kick some triggers in, which would be really good. You got the Senate over there saying, not, not so fast. Yeah, and look, a lot of people don't understand what that even means. What are the triggers? What, what can they relate to? And it's pretty simple. I mean, if you have an, a, a growth in your income tax side, on personal income tax side, whatever that growth is, the reduction would be in, in that tax amount. So if you have a 3.7% growth in your income tax, personal income tax collections, it would trigger that in a reduction on that, on that tax. And the same thing on the franchise tax. I mean, I think it's, it's pretty much straightforward. The issue is with inflation and disasters, as you spoke about, is that the reason why our economy, is, not really our economy, but our state government is, is receiving... How we survive, really. Yeah, and, and look, the intent of the triggers, in my opinion, was to have the, the economy grow. When the economy grows, the state actually generates more money, which and then we can reduce taxes, and that's you know, what we should be doing. The triggers, let's, let's keep it simple. As our economy kicks up, as our economy grows, as we've got more money for the coffers and things you want to do, triggers kick in that really go back to businesses and people. Absolutely. That, am I right? It's simple. That, that pretty simple. And that's the only reason. I, but I saw when I, I, I heard Brett Island and Ways and Means and it got out of there. But when they talked about the triggers, my first thought was, okay, but y'all passed the House budget. That should kick in these, some triggers that would really be good for us. And you got the Senate on the other side saying, oh, no, 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 we want to spend every penny. Right. And that, that becomes the problem because we got a set of guys. And I'm, a, and I'm giving you credit. I'm giving Shakes not everybody credit because they really stuck to their guns on this budget. Can they stick to them after it comes out of the Senate, though? That's yeah. going to that's be the big question. And our House leadership has done a great job with keeping us informed, showing us, like, let's try to hold back on this to where it, it saves the state in the long run. And I think a lot of the members of the Senate are, are agreeing with us. We just don't know where we're at yet, you know. Uh, let me do this. If I take a break, can you stay one more segment? Sure. I want to talk a little bit about budget, okay. some of the stuff y'all having to battle. But I'll mention the names. I'm not trying to get you to go there. But just some of the things, because I hear there's, House members and Senate members starting to get together on the Republican side going, hey, uh, you know, we, we, we got to do something different. In other words, we're not going to buy into the Senate. And I'm sure the Senate, they have a lot more gear for us, I'm concerned, to come with y'all than y'all have to go with them. Let's talk about that when we get back. His name is Representative Philip DeVillier. And uh, by the way, I was the private eye. I couldn't find that one. <laughs> Except that one day you ate meat on Friday. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show.
aren't going to save Louisiana, but the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana, and we're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana PAC. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Microphone here. My friends at the Louisiana Sportsman Coalition are the only group fighting for water access in the state. Louisiana is the only state that restricts access to tidally influenced water. There are 3 million acres of coastal Louisiana alone, and 2.4 million acres are considered by some as privately owned. This is our water. You can look it up. Article 450 of Louisiana Civil Code protects tidally influenced state water. Real privately owned water does not connect to the state water, and even the courts are standing to recognize it. Help stop the madness. Join LASC for all Louisiana's right to fish. Go to LASC.com. Join now. Hey, folks, it's Moon Graffon. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you back with us. Right in the studio of Talk 107.3 FM, my friends at uh, Guarantee Broadcast, and humble to have them. But she says we're on Facebook. It's just my sign, though. Is that is that what I'm saying? I'm on Facebook? That's scary. It's, you should have put Philip on Facebook, not me. Anyway, uh, Representative Philip DeVille spending a few minutes with us this morning. I'm glad, you know, you, you live over there by me, but you never come in that studio. I That's mean, right. what gifts? <laughs> I, I'm planning on coming to uh, broadcast at the Capitol Tuesday and Wednesday. I, I got I to make the arrangements. Uh, I've, I've got a couple different places we can do the program from, and uh, so we're going to try to split it out a couple of days. And then I'll, that ought to be about right timing on the Senate budget. Huh? Absolutely. Look, we, uh, we sign and die uh, June 8th. So when I'm not at the Capitol working, I'm at home working. So yeah, it's, it's I, I get it. Studio. <laughs> I get it. Uh, on the budget, I, I thought it was one of the most responsible budgets I've ever seen. I didn't, I didn't realize, but as I learned more about it, like everybody else, you got to learn. Uh, the point four five is kind of phased out on your budget, too. Talk, can you talk a little bit about what happens with the point four five in the budget y'all passed, not the one that the Senate's trying to pass? Yeah, and there's a little confusion with that, but the point four five temp just means it's a temporary 0.45 sales tax. So our state sales tax is 4.45 temporarily. Um, it used to be 4%, went to 5 and 16, went back down to 4.45. Um, so the 0.45 generates around $450 million. 
there's a little bit of confusion because um, there was a bill that was presented that said we're going to take the, the .45 that's going to roll off in a couple of years, and we're going to dedicate that to the IUAL, which is the initial unfunded. And that, that already passed the House, correct? It passed the House, but okay. it's my understanding that we don't really need that bill, right? Because okay. we could just do it through legislative intent and say we're going to spend the .45 dollars um, in the budget just directly and put it towards the IUAL, both on teachers and lasers. Um, that's something that's due to be paid off by 2029 mm -hmm. anyway. We feel if we would just pay it off sooner we would actually stay save the systems money and we would save the state money um, and, and in that event that would allow the systems to be able to do more with the money whether it's um, give teachers their pay raises yeah. um, do more infrastructure things of that but, nature but, but the, the, the budget bill y'all got out the house and sent to the senate is anything in a 0.45 in that bill well i mean when you look at the 0.45 that those dollars are going directly to our state general fund correct so when you spend in the state general fund absolutely it the, the 0.45 is being spent in house bill one yes okay but it, but is it does it is it phasing out in house bill one no I mean, it's, it's going to phase out in 2025. Okay, question. Now, now you got to, I know you're running for re-election, mm -hmm. and you ought to be elected again. Um, maybe I should have told, who's your opponent? Maybe you won't endorse your opponent. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a better chance to win if I did that. What, uh, do you think that .45 realistically comes off? I do. Yeah, and look. You I, don't think, you don't, you think the next governor and them, are not, if you pass the Senate bill of whatever the, Whatever they're going to come out with their budget, I'm going to predict, no, it won't. I'm going to predict you're going to need it. Yeah, and, and I hear what you're saying. But, I mean, when you look at members that are on their first term, a lot of them ran on not voting to extend the point four five, And you got a lot of people that are running right now for their first term. And, and the questions that their constituents are asking them, are you going to want to vote to renew the point four five? And most of those people are all saying no. Um, the members that are in, in, in my term, which would be our last term in office, um, those that supported it said this is temporary, right? So I don't yeah, think there's a real... But it's a 10-year tax. Basically I, I, a 10-year tax, though. I, I, I get it. I'm just saying that that was what was sold to the public. I didn't support the point four five. I, I get it. But um, so I think when you have, the, you know, those three different legislative bodies um, coming in for whether it's re-election or their first term, they're not going to want to immediately renew a point four five. I mean, that's just what I, what I feel, just talking to members. Yeah, I know, but you can also get in a predicament like you had last time when Edwards came in and he gave you all this preposterous story of a $2 billion budget deficit, which it never was. I'm waiting for your boy Z Rain to come back and show me he hadn't come back yet. But uh, I, that's the scenario I'm worried about. If, if the Senate was able to push their budget through and they want to spend everything, I think the point four five they're going to go. And, and all the people that are spending all the money, I'm talking about the media, some of the people in the Senate, uh, some Democrats in the House. My concern is when you get on the flip side, they're going to say, well, we just need to raise taxes. Yeah. We Look, just need I, to raise taxes. I, I want to touch on a couple of things. Uh, Z is doing a phenomenal job with House Bill 1. He's holding tight. No, he is. i got to give him credit on it. And I have given him Absolutely. credit, by the way. And, and, and the second thing I'll, I'll touch on is if the Senate's uh, version, which we don't know what that version is, of House Bill 1 were to grow and spend all of the money, if they focus on spending this money on one-time expenses – then it's not reoccurring, there's a very good chance that you don't need the .45 as well. If you start spending that money on reoccurring expenses, then certainly it could cause yeah. a lot of problems down the road. Philip, you've been around it long enough. You know we don't we very seldom take a tax off. We have done some, but, but uh, the .45. And you know what else it does, too? If you can get rid of it, we're not the highest sales tax in the country. That's right. We go down to like fourth or fifth. Still high, relatively speaking. But uh, what else do you think uh, – 
What else do you think is big time in the legislature that you guys are, are fighting for right now besides the budget? Is there? I know it's some gun issues and things like that, that uh, Second Amendment stuff that you're fighting for. Is there constitutional amendments coming up? Is you know, the governor going to veto some of the stuff y'all already sent through? Yeah, that's all fair questions. I mean, there's always constitutional amendments coming through. Um, I, I, I was talking to Julie Emerson yesterday, and they had a constitutional amendment up in front of us, and I said, I think the only question I have for the author is, how do you want me to explain to the people that call me my constituents on what does this constitutional amendment even mean? Because they're just so hard to follow, they're hard to read, and we hear that a lot when it, when it deals with that. Um, I think the biggest topic right now is how do you spend this money? Do you save it? Do you save some? Do you pay down debt? Um, what do you do with the expenditure limit? That's a huge, huge topic right now. Uh, the teacher pay raise is a big issue. Look, we got uh, state police that want to pay raise. We got uh, wildlife fishers that want to pay raise. We have... Um, I'm a constituent. I want a pay raise. We, we have su- <laughs> we, right. We have supplemental pay. Everyone wants to get a pay raise, and that teachers' pay raise. All of those things are reoccurring expenses, right? So I'll go back to your earlier question on how do we hold? How do we not extend the point four five and things of that nature? Um, if we do the right thing with the dollars today, it's going to pay off for the long. I think so too. I, I, I kind of get a kick out of it because I got to believe it's a different session uh, when you walked in eight years ago when Edwards came in, and they were talking about doom and gloom to the day with all the money. I'm taking it either way. Either scenario brings a lot of people to the Capitol asking, hey, can you help us out? I got to believe that not having enough money or having too much or having a lot. How about that? There's no such thing as too much. But having, it's got to bring all these people to the, uh, to the trough and everybody asking for their project. Yeah, in 2016, I mean, in 17, what we heard is don't cut us, don't cut us, don't cut us. I mean, that was people yeah, crying. No, no LSU football, no by LSU the way. No LSU football, right, <laughs> uh, kicking grandma the nursing home, things of that nature. However, it was, it was never really a cut. It was just less of a growth, right? That's, that's what the reality Correct. was. Today, it's more people saying, hey, let us take care of what they consider their priorities are. So, um, you know, whether it's deferred maintenance, a road, a bridge, um, something at your university, whatever it might may be, and you just try to – hold the line, and do the right thing with those dollars. Question for you, a comment. Uh, I'm just going to make a comment. Roads, never been a priority in this state. I is, that a, is that, is that, am I being ugly? Am I being, tell me if I am on my own program. Am I being ugly by saying I've been doing this 30 years in August? Tell me I don't remember any time in my 30 years of doing this that I remember, remember roads being a major priority because we've had, in the 30 years, okay, this before and after you, when you leave, if I'm still here, We've had times when we didn't have much money. We had times we had a lot of money, and roads never got better. You're, you're 100% right. When you look at the, the gas tax, I know you've talked a lot about that, um, at a 20 cents per gallon gas tax that generates the state about $600 million. Out of the $600 million, only about $40 million of that actually goes to roads and bridges. The other amount goes to pay for DOTD uh, secretaries, um, their, their um, salaries, benefits, debt services, retirement, all that thing. Um, so, you know, there's very little money that goes on roads and bridges. So if you want a road or you want a bridge back home, you got to go and do something as far as they call it, maybe kissing the ring, and then you'll get a project. Um, that is not the way we should prioritize things. And, and certainly we've passed legislation yeah. recently to redirect more dollars to the Transportation Trust Subfund. That's going to start prioritizing roads and bridges um, much sooner. Yeah, but, but, but there's also been a system, if, and it may be different now, to where you can now election year is coming up and let's say you weren't running and you had a priority one or whatever, and all of a sudden well, he's going to be gone. We're going to just put him back. And they've had a lot of switch in, switch out, switch in, switch out, which – is not the way to do it either. If you got roads of priority one through 10, 10 through twenty, 
they should stay like that and finish those rows. But that's not exactly how it works. Correct. And I think you're referring to our House, House Bill 2, which is our Chairman Bishop's mm -hmm. bill. Chairman Bishop's done a really good job trying to hold the line on, on House Bill 2 and how we prioritize roads and bridges and not on other pet projects. Um, certainly, I've had roads, the DOTD reached out to me recently and said, hey, look, can you take that road that's a priority one, ready to be funded and move it to a priority five? Because we don't have the ability to do that this year. It's very frustrating. It's very Wow, frustrating. but in your district, for your people, you, you, I'm sure you told them no. <laughs> I mean, why would you tell them yes on something like that? No, so, I mean, the, the reality is if they don't have the, if DOTD does not have the ability to, to do those projects, they need to be moved back to P5 for the simple reason that it's taken up capacity. Okay. See, we only have X amount of dollars. Yeah, but when you put it to P5, what's the chances of that coming back up? Well, it's already bonded. So what okay. happens is if they're, they're, they're telling me we're going to do it in 2024 instead of 2023. We'll move it in 2024 and get the road done. But the, do, you, do you go back to your constituents and tell them, hey, guys, we, we got to do this? Cause we, uh, the problem is they're going to go, well, y'all got all that money. <laughs> I got all that money. Yeah, and when you look at all of the ask and trying to do what the responsible thing is with those dollars, I yeah. think that they would appreciate it. I know the constituents I speak to are very appreciative when they understand the efforts that we're trying to do. And it's look, it's it would change the direction of Louisiana like we've never seen before. So I'm really excited about it. Hopefully, y'all just hold tight. If you it. can have your 36 plus, hopefully, hold tight. Uh, I think we'll be in good shape. Absolutely. Philip DeVillier, Representative Philip DeVillier. Appreciate it, Philip, as always. And uh, we're going to take another break. Uh, Greg Biles is in the House Chemical Association, and he's always good to talk to as well. So we'll take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. show that's not immune to facts the dan bongino show and here on news talk 96.5 kpel talk 96.5 kpel bro bridge lafayette broadcasting from the matthew james tax and wealth management studios online at matthew-james.com they're about to get back to the negotiating table i'm dave anthony fox news but house republicans say they're still Far apart, trying to work out a debt limit deal with President Biden as talks resume this hour. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy still demanding spending cuts be attached to any plan to increase borrowing and just said... This is a time where we should be paying off the credit card instead of when we're making more money, you should pay that credit card off. What do the Democrats do? They start spending more money. If there is no deal, the Treasury Department warns the U.S. could default by late next week and not have enough money for all sorts of payments due. A 19-year-old from Missouri is facing numerous charges, including threatening to kill, kidnap, or harm a president. Accused of driving a U-Haul into security barriers outside the White House, the Secret Service believes on purpose. The crash last night prompted a nearby hotel to evacuate as police searched that U-Haul with a robotic camera. A Nazi flag was recovered from the vehicle along with a backpack with duct tape and a notebook of writings. That's Fox's Jared Halpern. The Surgeon General is worried about social media. Dr. Vivek Murthy warns all the apps kid use, kids use pose a profound risk to their mental health. The report says about 95% of teens aged 13 to 17 and 40% of 8 to 12-year-olds are on social media. And those who spend more than three hours a day on it are twice as likely to suffer from depression and anxiety. More than a third of teens 13 to 17 report using social media almost constantly. This Fox is Tanya J. Powers. We're just getting word from a Russian news agency. This Move to extend a jailed American journalist's detention in Russia another three months. Evan Gershkovich is accused of spying, which the Wall Street Journal denies, demanding he be released immediately. The U.S. is calling Gershkovich wrongfully detained, trying to free him and Paul Whelan, who's an American in prison convicted of being a spy. America's listening to Fox News.
I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. The Iberia Veterans Association presents a Memorial Day Remembrance on Memorial Day, Monday, May 29th, beginning at 5.15 p.m. at Bulani Plaza in downtown New Iberia. This is, of course, to remember those military veterans who've lost their lives serving our country. There's patriotic music, refreshments, and in case of bad weather, activities move to the Steamboat Pavilion. See you in New Iberia on Memorial Day. The Cajun Chili Fest cookoff is Saturday, May 27th, 11 a.m to 3 p.m. at Mendoza Ford in Maurice. This is a fundraiser for Family Promise of Acadiana, which helps families in need in Acadiana. It's also a preliminary cook-off for the World Championship Competition in Terlingua, Texas. Enter your cooking team, and you can just attend the day of the event to enter your cooking team. Go to Family Promise of Acadiana. See you in Maurice Saturday, May 27th. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show on the road in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where it all started for me. And I grew up right here in Plaquemine in Baton Rouge, went to school here. Of course, we're in conjunction with our friends at Talk 107.3 FM, Guaranteed Broadcast. Appreciate Gordy and the gang, Haldine and all the gang for giving us the opportunity to be back in Baton Rouge. It really has uh, been really fun reminiscing with a lot of good people. And I got one right now. He is... Uh, he runs the show for the Chemical Association, <laughs> and uh, his name is Greg Bowles. He's been on here many times. I'm not going to give him a little big introduction, except it's, all, it's always good to see you, man. I, I hope you're doing well. Doing well, man. It's good to be here. It's uh, good to have you in Baton Rouge. Man. No, it is. It's a great place to hang out, get you moving around the state a little <laughs> bit, man. You know, when... Actually, next week I'm going to try to stick my head in the Capitol for a couple of days. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did it last time and uh, hustled a lot of guests, some that liked me and some that didn't, but that worked <laughs> out pretty good. It worked out pretty good. All right, Greg, uh, of course, y'all got bills and things that y'all 
uh, 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 constantly fighting. You're not an association. You're an association for a reason. Yeah. You, you got to keep up with what's going on in the political world because uh, me and you were talking off the air, and <laughs> we both laughed at each other and said, man, we don't know where all this craziness is going because it gets crazy. It, it does. You just never know what, what's going to happen. You know, the big the, the big thing has been carbon sequestration and, and, and what do you do with that and, and how do you do it, how do you incentivize it. The federal government's putting a lot of money in incentivizing it. Quick question right yeah. now. You hit it on the head. Because and, and, I, I told somebody, somebody you going to fight Greg? I said, for what? I'm with <laughs> I said, uh, uh, if the federal government wouldn't put up all in money, Let's be, or giving credit to putting them on. Let's be honest. Let's be just brutally honest. Nobody would be in this. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and, and I knew, and Greg, you know the thing about it, I didn't ask you that before the program, but I had a feeling you was going to say, probably wouldn't even be an issue right now, but there's so much money. But on the flip side, that worries me too, because what about in the future? Because, you know, we're spending $4.5 billion, the federal government, above mm-hmm. debt spending mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. And you saw, well, if you look at the a deal, in 2030, we had 50 trillion. Yeah. And all this stuff that we're doing now looks good. We're getting money and all that stuff. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about everybody. Right. Uh, and what happens up the road, and I, and I think that's when you laughed and said, I don't know what's happening. And you don't. You know? I don't and, either. Uh, you know, you talk, about, uh, you talk about a federal government, and just carbon sequestration, set that aside. Yes, sir. And you look at what we're spending. At some point, this has got to stop. And I understand the pandemic, and I understand all of yes, that. Sir, yes, sir. And I, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but at some point. I like point, for you, then you're yeah. not me. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, this has got to stop, you know. And I'll share with you real quickly. I have a good, real good friend of mine who's heavily involved in the Democratic Party. And we were talking, and I, and I told him, I said, you know, I learned a long time ago, you can't give everybody everything for nothing. Somebody's got to pay for that. Yes, sir. And he, he just looked at me and, well, but I was, Somebody's got to pay for that. And look, I, I, I'm, a, I'm the youngest of 15 kids, single parent, okay? So I understand the struggle. But, you know, you have to have some values in there. If I borrow a dollar from you, Moon, with the intention of paying it back, that's one thing. But if I borrow a dollar from you with the intention of you forgiving that loan, that's a different thing. Yeah. A different mentality. Yeah, I don't want to get into all that. But I, I no, but, but, but I, I think, but, but I think what you're doing is you got, you're well balanced yeah. as a person, yeah. okay? Don't look at skin color with me. I look right. at a person. You're well balanced a man of character, and that's what you're saying about anybody. And what I'm looking at, though, is they're having this big – we're having it here somewhat, too, but you have it in Washington, D.C., to where the budget, if you don't blow it up now, it's going to blow up on us in five, ten years, three years, whatever. You see what I'm saying? So what we're going to do, take our medicine now, take it later, and it looks like they're saying, well, we're not going to worry about it. We'll worry about it. When it yeah. Well, once it blows up at that point, you're not worth anything. I'm not either. Right. And that's what bothers me. Yeah, and I think on a federal level, when, they, when they're fighting this thing, I think what they need to do is you have to understand with extending the debt limit, you're basically extending the, the, the limit so that you can pay for money you've already committed. Correct. The tax cuts you've already committed. The way to handle the budget is you, you got to pass it, increase the debt limit. But then when the appropriation bill comes down, that's when you that's when you shrink the budget because you have the authority to do that. As one of one of the places, uh, and I'll get back on what I want to talk to you about. But one of the places that I read last night in the Hill, they're talking about cutting across the board, except for uh, uh, military, and it was one other thing, thirteen percent. Well, you know what that means, son. That's 13% cut to the states. Mm-hmm. Now, you follow the budget. You follow everything going on in Baton Rouge. That would be about $2.6 b- b- billion. What are you going to do? 
What are you going to do? Come back to the taxpayers? Hey, we need some more money from y'all. And that's my concern about the big picture. And I think that's when you're talking to your friend. You were talking to him as a friend. You were talking to him as a dude. The big picture is we can't keep doing this. Right. You can't keep spending more. You can't keep spending more money than you take it. Well, in. try that at home and see how you get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one of the things that y'all let's talk a little bit about some of the legislation. I know. You said you think most of the stuff that y'all were working on has already gotten through a keel, whatever yeah, y'all were for. Yeah, yeah. So is there, is there many more bills? Or can you talk about a few of the bills? Well, there are not, not, not many more. I talked about the carbon capture bill that you have that uh, the Speaker of the House has. It's a House bill that's now over in the Senate. That's in pretty good shape. It's been amended. Uh, what it does is it spells out kind of a revenue sharing plan for local government in, with respect to uh, some of the stuff that's done on state prop, state lands, state water bottoms. So it shares some of the revenue with the locals, which, which I think is fair. And the states agreed to do that. Uh, so I think that, that's, that's in pretty good shape. Uh, we've got a couple of bills that came out of committee, Senate bills that came out of House committee that deals with some tax credits and things like that. But we're going to try to work through that. They, we don't see them as a major issue right now. But you never know. The way this process works, yeah. they could pick up an amendment overnight and be, be the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> well, you can almost write that down. It depends on who's lobbying, what size lobbying. It's a good amendment for you. It's probably a bad amendment for somebody else. Yeah. But, but, you know, I told you this before. My dad, my brothers, I had just retired. Uh, chemical plants are so important to our state, but they're really important to the country. Yeah. And, you know, we got uh, another bill that came out the other day. I, I, I realized uh, Senate Bill 100 by Eddie Lambert. It's a bill that deals with uh, advanced recycling. Uh, it tries to recycle some of the, sets up a mechanism where you can recycle some of the plastics that gets into the waste stream today. And, you know, the thing about plastics, people don't realize, the reason people are so hard on plastic, they say we've got plastic trash everywhere, it's because when you, when you, when you throw plastic into the water, it floats. You can see it. Everything else sinks to the bottom, so you don't see it. You throw a bottle out there, it goes to the bottom. You don't see the can of bottles. Uh, it goes to the bottom. So plastic something you can easily see. So we've, we've doing some advanced recycling stuff that, that builds in some mechanisms that allow people to recycle some of that. We think you can recycle probably about 80 to 85% of the plastic that gets into the waste stream today. Here's my big question for you. So all this uh, carbon capture and all this stuff that goes and all the stuff y'all do and how much more expensive does this make it for the, the consumer on the other side? i got to believe there's a cost factor. Now, that's really not on you. That's just the way it is, and we can get to the EPA, and I'm sure that's a whole other ballgame of why we pay so much for things. But does it have a cost factor for the consumer on the backside? It, it has a cost factor in some cases. In a lot of cases, it's marginal because most of what we're recapturing was waste. So you're recapturing and figuring out how to remanufacture and put it back in it. I was talking about plastics, for example. You can go out and capture some of these plastic bags and recycle them and make another plastic bag. So it reduces your, your raw material cost, and the recycling of it uh, uh, helps out to bring the overall cost down. I just, I just wonder if, 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 if in two years of federal government money dried up, and, and I don't know all the process, how do you keep making this thing happen if the federal government's money's not in there to make the cost go down if they're not paying the way? Well, I think what happens is the federal government money subsidies will be in there so you can set it up. If you do it properly and get your machinery in place and get everything there and take your credits, then now you just become operating cost. And so it but doesn't, there's, not, but there's not, no, not besides the early money and the carbon stuff, there's no real money in that, is there? Uh, no, but it, but where the money comes in as a business, when you can do things that bring your overall cost down, reduces your waste, and that's the big thing in manufacturing. That's why when you look at sometimes a manufacturer may employ a uh, thousand people, 
today. Yes. You build that same plant 10 years from now, they can operate it on 400 people. Yeah. The reason is because you become more modernized, you reduce your waste, you reduce your cost. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what it helps them to do. What is, what is your concerns? I just showed you a story. The Texas Land Commissioner sounded the alarm about proposed rule changes from the EPA, and you got to deal with that too, <laughs> in regard to electricity production capacity in the state. Uh, they called the rule change an out an all out attack on the energy industry, which is you, robust Texas economy, every taxpayer, public education funding in the state of Texas. When I see that with the EPA, the EPA has made life rough on the chemical plants and oil and gas industry, haven't they? They have. And the thing about the EPA, what we strive for is we say, look, let's follow the science. You know, Moon, if, if, if you're asking somebody to do something where the technology is just not there, all of a sudden you're trying to put you out of business. If they told you you have to do a radio show and these are the parameters, and you go, well, you can't operate like yeah, that just, today. Yeah, if you put me on a state capital, gave me none of this stuff, and I yeah. got to talk to people, it might not go too yeah. well. <laughs> you, and you may not be able to do it today, but, you know, five years from now, they may invent a way for you to do that. But to ask you to do it today basically is asking you to go out of business. And, and that's what that's this what gentleman's talking about doing. doing. Yeah. But you're having to deal with the same thing. Same thing, having to do, deal with the same thing. And, and uh, Are they constantly at the chemical plants? I think they are, yeah. They're, they're, they're focused... The biggest problem is they don't see any transition period. You take oil and gas. They want, to, they want to say we should go away from oil and gas and combustion engine. Just do away with it. California, I believe, is saying that 2030, you're, 2030, you're not going to be able to sell any, any combustion yeah. engines. Well, if the, technology, if the technology is not moving that fast, how are you going to do that? You know, and that's the thing. I also notice on this technology, though, it's, it's really expensive. It's, it on all the, all the things they want to do, from electric vehicles to whatever, here's my fear. We end up coming up with a system that... It, everything's rationed because it's not reality. We're not, you know yourself, oil, gas, natural gas, coal, all that stuff God gave us. He gave us the ocean. He gave us the gulf. He gave us the land for that. Mm -hmm. And that's it, it, two things. We've always had cheap food, and we've always had cheap energy. Yeah. And when I say cheap, I don't mean on the cheap as in it didn't have a cost to it. Right. But we always been able to have energy where people can afford it and food where people can afford it. That helps you go to work every day, travel around the state, do everything you need to do. That's my fear with some of this stuff that's coming in. Well, I think, I think your fear is, is well-founded because one of the things that really, really got me was a couple of years ago, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago, uh, when the price of gas was going up. I don't know if you remember that. It was going up. They couldn't figure out what was going on. Everybody was saying it was getting too high. And the president of the United States said that he's calling on OPEC to produce more oil so that the U.S. account gas can go down. And I thought to myself, now, wait a minute. We're asking, you know, not too long ago, we were talking about energy independence. Yes, sir. Now we're looking at OPEC and saying, we need you to give us, to, to sell us more gas. Well, that's, that, you're asking for trouble if you're going to take your, your security and put it in the hands of a foreign country. Well, I always said energy independent is the greatest security for the United States of America. And you just gave it away. You cut pipelines down. I mean, that's another story. Let me hold you one more <laughs> segment. Uh, Greg Bowser, and of course, he's a president of Chemical Associate. We'll come back and visit just a few more minutes with him. We got Hunter Lundy's going to join us, too. He's running for governor. He'll join us uh, coming out of 1030 break for a couple segments. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show live in Baton Rouge. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for. It business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. 
You can visit that website at stockapon.com. That's stockapon.com. Don't forget it, stockapon.com. Politicians aren't going to save Louisiana, but the right leader will. Stephen Wagesback for governor. Stephen is pro-law enforcement. He supports parents' rights. And Stephen believes Louisiana's people are the key to our economic success. Everything the other states are doing, we can easily do with the right plan and the right leader and the right movement that begins in moments like this. I'm running for governor of Louisiana. We're going to change this state forever. Stephen Wagesback, the right leader for governor. Paid for by Reboot Louisiana Pack. Hey, folks, have you ever thought about building your dream home? There's no time like today to start building, and my friends at Schumacher Homes can take you from the start to the finish. Now through May 31st, all eligible buyers can receive 4.949% APR, 30-year fixed financing when financing their custom home with Schumacher Mortgage. They got the mortgage. They can build a home. They can put you in your dream home, folks. Take advantage of the deal to May 31st. You're going to be excited you came across my friends at Schumacher Homes. Go to SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Online house visualizers designing your custom home has never been simpler when you go to Schumacher Homes online. Mix and match colors, materials, find your dream home. Perfect exterior and interior, you can do it all with Schumacher's home. Choose it now. Go today. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. They can finance it, and they can bill it, and they take you from the first step to the last step until they bill it. SchumacherHomes.com. They're the company to use. It's all too obvious. Welcome back. <laughs> Moon Grafon Show, On the Road, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Talk 107.3 FM. Uh, friends at Guarantee Broadcast, and we're humbled to be back in here. And uh, I got an opportunity to talk. You're always welcome to be part of the program, 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. We're talking. It's an honor to have uh, uh, President of the Chemical Association, Greg Bowser. In. You know, Greg, uh, I know you got to spend a lot of time at the legislature, just like everybody else. And uh, we were laughing off the air. We were worried when it was when it was better, more money, less money, a lot of money. <laughs> I know when they got a lot of money, things go crazy, and and they start doing things that maybe they should or maybe they shouldn't do. It's a uh, it's kind of a fight, but I don't think any bills that you're pushing. I might be wrong. I know tax credits are important and things of that nature, but y'all not really looking for money when y'all go to legislature from the legislature, in fact, huh? No, what we're looking for a lot of times is is, is regulatory. Just make sure that they that what you do follows some science behind it, and uh, that that they don't ask you to do things that that make you feel good, cost a lot of money, becomes anti-business, but doesn't make any impact. Do they, can the legislature help you against the, the EPA? Can not they really. do anything? Or the feds when they come in, they the boss. They the boss. They're the boss, mostly. When the feds come in, they're Does the boss. most of the stuff they come in make it more expensive? Every time they come in, <laughs> <laughs> every time they put something out, it's going to cost you. Yeah, are you in a lot of lawsuits with the EPA? Yes. Constantly? Constantly. Are you in lawsuits mostly because they're suing y'all or because y'all suing them? Well, a lot of times because we're suing them. For example, but, def- I, I, but that's the defense. You have yeah, to. Yeah, you have to. I'll give you one example. There's a, there's a, a, a lawsuit now with, uh, with Dinka. 
they filed or they 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 put in some regulations and uh, told Denka they had to do certain things. And the company said, "Well, look, we can't do these based on what we found already." And and they went, "I don't care. You got to do it." And so they sued them. They sued Denka. Well, now they got to defend themselves. And and you have all these companies that have to enjoin it because you're just the next one in line. And so yeah. they'll sue one one company if they get away with it. They'll sue the next one on the same thing. You know, one of the things that bothered me. And uh, I don't know if it's working against y'all now, but, you know, the, the, the trial lawyers and the legacy lawsuits and all against all and gas companies. And I've always said when they run out of taking that money, and I've, I've told you this before, they're going to chemical plants next. Are y'all involved in anything like that where you're getting these lawyers? And, and I'm not cutting them because you got to have them. Right. But are y'all involved in any of that? Because I always said y'all would be next. Yeah, we have some of that going on right now. You I take it, you, did. you look at St. James Parish, one of the things they did was a group of people got got together and they sued the St. James Parish Council. They sued the council. They didn't sue a company, they sued the council because they said the council passed rules that was discriminatory and, and anti, uh, that picked on poor people and African-Americans. Well, well, that didn't happen. But they sued them, and guess what? The council has to defend themselves. And I think that this is a lawsuit that they're trying because guess who's next? They're going to pick a company and say, this is why you located here because... You know, you had people who couldn't defend themselves. I want you, real quick, I only got two minutes because you did a great job with us explaining how chemical plants popped up and it was the subdivisions that came after because the land was cheap around a chemical plant. Explain that again. You yeah. did a really good job explaining that. In most cases, you have the plant that was there first. And it was, it was uh, located on large sugar plantations, which were, which were basically owned by, by, by sugarcane farmers who either had uh, uh, slave labor or had uh, uh, indentured servitude, people who were working there to, to, in order to stay there. Yes, sir. And then if you're if African-Americans, there was a time when you couldn't buy land everywhere. You didn't have any money, and once you had money, they wouldn't sell the land to you. So all of a sudden, you, everything changed a little bit, and the sugarcane farmer decided to go out of business or whatever, and they said, well, we'll sell this property to the people who were working the land. And the property was cheap, so people bought it. But the chemical plant was already there. And so in many cases, the neighborhood grew up around the chemical plant. That's what I thought. And now they're saying, well, you know, you need to move. Or just pay us. Or just pay us. We'll move. We'll move. Yeah. And so that, that's why I asked you if the lawsuits were coming. I think they're coming. And yeah, I think they're more coming. Of them. And I think the Biden administration is once pushing people to go sue. They're, they are pushing them to go sue. And here's the thing. And I challenge anybody to define the, the, the words environmental justice. That's a big word. You've been big, big couple of words you've been hearing lately. I throw it out there every day. Yeah, the, tell me what that is. Define an environmental justice community. I'm gonna tell you what I think it is. Yeah, I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> I want money. I want it now. And just give me my money, and I'll shut up. That's. I hate to say it. It sounds ugly. But really, it's about money. Yeah. I think some people have some issues, and I think we need to address that, and we're willing to do that. But yeah. for the most part, you're right. It's it's a payday. Always a Good pleasure, to see you, sir. Man. God bless Always. you, man. I appreciate your time and everything else. We'll take a break. Hunter Lundy says, I want to be the next governor. We got him coming in the house in just a few. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show.
Indiana companies. All you have to do is go to Steinholm.com, Steinholm.com, and check out their big sale I have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to Steinholm.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at Steinholm.com. They got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinholm.com, Steinholm.com. Listen to me. Pick up your orders curbside. They got drive through lumber yard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, Steinholm.com, Steinholm.com. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor, Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. It's the end of the road with KISS on December 2nd. And we want you to be in there. Four times a day, seven days a week at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m., we'll give out KISS code words. Enter that code into our mobile app, and you're in the running to win two tickets to KISS's farewell show at MSG. Transportation in a hotel for two nights in New York City, and $500 in cash to rock out in the Big Apple. Download our app for full rules, code word times, and the shot at being part of rock and roll history. And here's your chance to win that KISS flyaway package to New York right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Your 10 o'clock code is GROUP. Now's the chance. Go input that code over on kpel965.com or on the KPL News. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at matthewjames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show on the road in uh, beautiful Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we are in conjunction with our good friends at 107.3 Guaranteed Broadcasting, 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management hotline. It's trying to show some Hunter something, Hunter. But you know when you got 90,215 pictures in your, uh, in your deal, you can't ever find the one that you want to file. That is right there. That's a good picture. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Well, if you take me out of that, it's a real good picture. No, it's all a good picture. <laughs> Hunter Lundy, my special guest. 
And uh, Hunter is running for governor for the great state of Louisiana. You hear him advertising, and uh, I know you're out there because I'm, I'm. I read. I see you. You, you are you running hard? Yeah, we're um, all over the state. Yesterday we were in Washington. If you Parish. had, a, if you had, a, first of all, for people that don't know you, because I do run into people that say, well, "Who's this guy?" Give me a little, little, little background of who you are and what you've done, and then we'll talk a little bit about why you're in this race and what you want to see accomplished. Well, I'm. Um the third of four children of Pat and Patricia Lundy from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, I grew up and went to Lagrange High School, started McNeese, then transferred and went to Millsaps College, uh, played football, graduated from there, went to law school, worked for a federal judge in Biloxi two years, and then moved back to Louisiana and um, uh, practiced law with Governor Jones's old law firm for a few years. And then I um, started my own law firm in 1986. And I was the CEO of that law firm for 36 years, and we had offices in four states, and we did work kind of all over the country, and uh, at the same time doing a lot of work in Louisiana for a lot of farmers and families in Louisiana. And then uh, in 2021, I decided that I was going to leave the law practice, and so um, uh, I left the law practice at the end of the year, and uh, I've been out running for governor ever People since. don't realize you're <laughs> one of the first ones to announce yeah. You might have been the first one to announce. I knew you were either one of them or you were the first one to announce that you said this is a position you wanted to seek. Are you still living in Lake Charles? I'm still living in Lake Charles, although I have a place in Baton Rouge, too. And, and um, you know, Lake Louisiana is a big state, so uh, you got to be all over. I mean, driving from Lake Charles to the northeast or to Shreveport or to New Orleans is always no. three and a half to four hours. So I, it works better when I'm in Baton Rouge more often. Well, I got a really Rouge. important question. This could, this could make or break your candidacy. Look a press over there. Look at oh my God! Did you follow the uh, Magnese Kyle girls the other day? Softball team. I mean, I was got to the seventh inning. It went in six nothing. We had watched the Cajuns play LSU. And I'm going, wow, this is so cool. If the if the if the uh cowgirls could hold on, they could go to the, the regional, super regional right. with the Cajuns. Yeah. And I said, Man, they they just this is this is awesome. Yeah. And then everything fell to pieces. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Well, I didn't, but I read about it and I heard about it and <clears throat> you know, um, you never know. I mean, uh, they were up going into the last inning. Six and, nothing. It was really and, exciting and they, to see uh, how they had gotten there. And they, you know, this coach Landry knows a great coach and has made a, he's made very few mistakes and I don't want to say that was a mistake of not pulling that girl but I think he you got to trust your instinct he was trusting his instinct and I support him 100% yeah. and they they've had a great year they've had you know several well, years. if you're watching the game I'm hollering at the TV the girl had pitched her fanny off for lack yeah. of better words she went six innings gave up two hits and uh, I always thought that uh, I, I I'm not blaming the coach if the coach leaves in and they win, he's a hero. He doesn't. He leaves in and you lose, and all of a sudden you're the scapegoat. It's not a scapegoat. He's not. It wasn't meant to be. Uh, it's a shame because they really outplayed that team the whole game. But, you know, that's what makes baseball and softball unique. There's not a clock you're trying to run out. you got to get 21 outs in softball. You don't win. That's just a fact. And same thing in baseball. It's 27. It's not about if you could run out the clock. And that would have been cool, but you couldn't run out the clock. And uh, it was unfortunate, but they had a great run and all. I just would have liked to have seen them make the next step. The cages are really good. LSU's really good. I just think it would have been such a fun series in a super regional. But not cutting LSU because, let's face it, that's in a different uh, stratosphere. But to have the Cajuns and the 
cowgirls in our state, yeah. right down the road from each other, playing. I thought it would be pretty good. That's all. Oh, I think so. And um, like I said, uh, Coach Landrino's done well for several years, and the cowgirls have been good. Yeah. They were he knows what year. he's doing. No he doubt. knows what he's doing. All right, so let's talk about uh, where would you like to see this state be in five or ten years? You know, we. I'm very frustrated. I've been doing this for 30 years, Hunter. And uh, my frustration is I don't see many changes. You may see it totally different. I just don't see us working on the things that change the state of Louisiana. So how do you see it? What do you think if you became governor that you that me, press, where would we see, look up and go, wow, look what's different now? Well, we would, we would be off the, the top three list of the poverty level in the United States. We would be way down the list because we can change that. Poverty is a is a decision. <clears throat> we know there'll always be the poor, but we don't have to be in poverty. And so that will change. And the other thing is is our education system. You know, we won't be at the bottom. Uh, we'll be at, at the top. We'll be in the middle. We Like I said, the last time you and I visited, I don't want to compare myself to the other southern states. I want to compare myself to the states that are in the top 10 or top 15. We can do that with the right effort. And, uh, you know, you've seen my message about my campaign. It's about crime, poverty, and education. You fix one, you fix them all. You know, we got to get our children to be able to read. Uh, illiteracy and incarceration run parallel. And so we get them reading. And yes, we have some challenges. We got 800,000 single uh, parent families in Louisiana. We got 600,000 adults that don't have GEDs. So education is very key. And so I've said a lot of things that we can do. Uh, we can do presently with our incarceration system. We can make sure these these uh, people that are incarcerated, men and women, that before they leave, they have an education. And it makes all the difference. With an education, there's no recidivism, or very little anyway. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that cures, that helps crime. And so, um, uh, so I mean, you know me. I mean, I'm all behind law enforcement. I'm all about giving them the money, the resources they need, the training, the equipment, so we can stop uh, being at the top of that list. So I see crime changing. I see poverty going down. I see uh, affordable housing. I see a transformation all over the state. We're doing it in pieces now. I mean, I attended the the Rural Louisiana mm -hmm. Conference in, in Bogalusa yesterday morning put on by our U.S. Senator Cassidy, and he had the um, Louisiana Housing Authority and other entities involved in that. So we have to uh, attack this thing full speed ahead, and we do it with education. We do it with our trade schools. We do it with our community colleges, and I'm not, I'm not taking anything off of our uh, higher education, sure. our, our UL system, our LSU or Southern systems, those are important and we got to stand on them. But we need to utilize these trade schools and utilize this, these community colleges and plug them into the communities and, and give people jobs because the money is when you when somebody comes out and they got an HVAC training, they got a plumbing training, they got a uh, electrical training, they're a carpenter. They're making good money. They go uh, get a job anywhere. Too. They're going to get a job. Unfortunately, they're making more than our school teachers are. And I've been watching this thing going on at the legislature. We've got to take care of our school teachers. If we hey, I like them. my policy: hundred thousand dollars a year for a school teacher. Then we never got to talk about pay raises again. Because the retirement system is really good for school teachers. They really are. If they move up there, it's really good. My only, my only question for you is, does that mean we got a priority problem? Because a lot of the things you talked about, uh, by the way, you're right. All that needs to be fixed. It seems to be, everything needs to be tackled around money. 
So do we have a priority problem with where we put our money? Or is money really not going to ever fix the problems that you talk about? Because, and I know you, and I know you're a Christian guy, but it really comes from that family. The breakup of the family is what's causing so many of our problems, not only in Louisiana, in the whole country, that mom and dad not there to raise that kid. So how would you refocus some of that and, and some of the resources that make the changes that you're talking about? Well, you know, um, you and I know it's a heart matter. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's hard to change the actions of a person until their heart changes, but we can. We know that 70% of the people in Louisiana have common sense, and they have a moral compass. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's God first, it's family second, and then it's uh, uh, the world third. And, and, um, but, I mean, when you keep things in that priority, you don't have a mess. But we've all had messes in our lives, and oh, yeah. we all do that. And we, we worship a redeeming, restoring God. And so from the beginning of time until now. And so this state can, can transition out. And, uh, yeah, I've used the words in this campaign. We need a revival. I saw one of the other candidates wanted to put it in his literature after he heard me say it. But we do need that. And government, we can change government we can change the way we act and it's a priority issue it's a certainly priority issue and you know that's why um, i bring a priority i'm not just bringing up the money but, yeah. i think lifestyles and all has got to be changed but it's got to be a way to get to the people that you got to get to that's right and you know we i'm, I'm a firm believer that uh, if protestants and catholics and pentecostals and and our our, our good jewish friends all have the moral compass and all have the common sense that we have we can elect anybody we want and then we can have change in this state if we want that and uh, you know and i've been i've been cautioned about using the word change we can improve you know improve i mean in my heart i i'm going to say things can change but oh, we no, can no, improve i think, I, I think we can improve yeah. uh on what we do and and we can improve and it starts with um uh, jobs. It starts yeah. with affordable housing. It starts with getting rid of blight. You know, people, I've heard other candidates say, well, I don't want my kids to leave the state. They're all in Austin or they're in Dallas yeah. or they're in Atlanta. Well, give them a reason not to. Let me hold your thought right there. His name is Hunter Lundy. He's running for governor. We're going to take a break, come back, wrap it up with him. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. recess our children may not because our kids are busy learning how to take a standardized test one size fits all that's what teachers must teach the leap test so it's hard to get kids onto the playground to learn citizenship responsibility and character these things can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief experts know kids do better when you let them be kids but our experts don't they make teachers teach a test Meanwhile, we're 2,500 teachers short because we don't pay them or let them do their jobs. So pay them, let them do their jobs. While we're at it, let's provide farm fresh food to kids at school. Our farms have an abundance. Our kids need the nutrition and our schools already make meals. My name is Hunter Lundy. I paid for this ad because I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and an independent. 
exercise, life skills, teachers who teach, and farm fresh food. Why not? Do you know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security? But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880, or visit GetASPNet. Hi, I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Vermilion Root. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show on the road. I want to thank my friends at Talk 107.3 FM right here in Baton Rouge. And uh, humbled to be back and appreciate them let us set up. We're going to try to get to the legislature next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm going to try to set that up today. We'll have some places that we can go broadcast. We'll get a bunch of the representatives on and uh, allow them to come through there. And there'll be some that like you, some that don't. But I, I always welcome them. They don't have to. Yeah. Like or dislike me, it doesn't matter. No, when I was bringing it up to you, uh, the question was, there's a, there's a bunch of money out there. And I think sometimes money is always the crutch of why we don't fix things. Right. That's why I ask you about priorities. Because they got to be, like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Hunter, and I, and I didn't get to you yet, but Hunter Lundy, my special guest running for governor. Uh, the reason our roads are like they are, and if you're driving all over, you know what I mean. Oh, you watch yeah. them. I mean, they're horrendous. Because it's never been a priority. There's, there's been, we, I can go through the budget cycle from Edwin Edwards to Mike Foster to Blanco to Jindal to this guy, the Edwards guy that's there now. And I can tell you there were times that we had money like right now. And you go drive the roads and they're not fixed. Well, you so know, I'm using I, I, that as one example of where's the priority. Because when we had money, we didn't make the right things the priority. I, I agree. We have got to, you know, we got to pay our teachers and the money's there. We got to fix our roads. You know, I, I mean, I support what Senator Cortez and, and is proposing, and I know that there's some hardliners that are against it. And well, I'm I, one I of respect them. them. <laughs> I know. But I think if we're going to fix it, we got to use the money. If we're going to protect the citizens and at the Calcasieu, crossing the Calcasieu River Bridge, we need to fix that bridge. We need to fix the one in Baton Rouge. We got more bridges. There's one up in Ruston that accesses Louisiana Tech and is on off I-20 where they want to put Bucky's that's fallen apart. And they've had eight years to fix it and they hadn't fixed it. So there's money here. And so I don't think it's going to, it's going to, it's not a long term. It's a short term. Use it while we have it. And as you mentioned money a while ago too about teachers, we don't need, we need to pay our teachers. And, um, 
and we need to let our kids go out for recess. I saw where there was a question sent across the bar the other day. Should we have mandatory recess? Well, they're listening to my commercial is what they're doing. <laughs> they got and, to. and I'm right. And so we need to let you our remember, kids go. You remember having recess in school? I do. I don't care what anybody says. The relief of going away from school for 15 minutes or you had lunch with a yeah. little recess was always a blessing. It well, wasn't as much fun as the last day of school, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't hurt none. Well, they learned teamwork. They learned citizenship. They learned how to communicate with one another. Life, they learned civilization out playing with one another. And why we stopped that, I don't know. One of the things and, you mentioned earlier that I know we don't do anymore is, and if somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe we do in certain areas, when we were coming through school, they had a, uh, they had a shop and they had uh, mechanics. Now, you talked about yeah. that earlier. Yeah. Why do we ever take that out of the schools? I don't think that's in every school like it used to be. It may not be in any. Why, why not teach? You just mentioned earlier the trades that you can learn for people that ain't going to college, which right. are most, right. can go and work at one of these places and make good money and eventually start their own business. Well, you know, uh, you mentioned the word priority. 80% of the jobs of Louisiana do not require a college education. And so when I was coming up, they had shop. They even had home ec. They had choices they that people could take. By the way, I made a C in home ec. What you laughing at? I, I, I had to take something, and I didn't want to take shop. That looked like real work. <laughs> and, and so our community colleges and our trade schools can plug into this whole problem that we have in the state and we can put people trained in back into work and making good money and um yeah i mean i i, I agree with the, the learns act that was passed in arkansas we need to start our teachers at fifty thousand dollars we need to that's the only uh forgiveness of any debt we ought to give to anybody for a student loan and that's for a teacher because we need the top of the class again to go back into the classroom i saw yesterday where the the number of uh, shortage of teachers in the state. It has reduced this past year, but two years ago it was 2,500. Uh, now it's about 1,250 to 1,300 is what I, what is what um, Kate Bromley said. And so you actually had a you actually had a little bit of improvement in education. We were 47th, 48th, 49th, and we went to 41st. Yeah. So they are doing some things that will make it. One of the things probably helped us though is that we opened quicker after COVID. Yeah. We really never shut down like a lot of the school right. system did, and I think that gave our kids a a big advantage. The other thing I want to visit with you about just for a few minutes is we talk about jobs and businesses, but we got to stop the migration of our young kids. I can say I was at church Sunday yeah. and uh, I was at the Bayou Church in, uh, in Lafayette and they had a, a, uh, one of the ladies that had been in the ministry there, was, uh, they walked up and said next week will be our last day and her husband, her husband was in school. He just got an engineer. I want to say an engineering degree. I might have got that wrong, but they headed to Dallas. Another young couple they're going to have babies. They're going to have kids. They're leaving for jobs because the guy couldn't find anything in Louisiana to match what he was getting in Dallas. That's one of the areas that you, whoever's the governor, is going to be better come up with a plan to stop these young people leaving. Because if we don't, we're going to lose a congressman. Well, I have a plan. And, you know, we've been talking about a research triangle in Louisiana with the colleges and universities we have and, uh, and the top half of the class, plus with the research and and the, the Water Institute and all the things that LSU's doing and uh, what we see Louisiana Tech doing, we could, we could quit sending everybody to North Carolina. They got their research triangle. We could be at the epitome of science and technology. You know, we have a program called STEM. We could do this and, and, um, 
in Louisiana. It's just going to take an effort, and I have a vision for it. And again, going back to um, uh, the middle class, we, you know, we have an upper class and we have a poor class, and we need to reinstate the middle class, and we need to do that with affordable housing and these trade schools and people making. And when I say middle class, they can make seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year starting off. Bucky's. Good money. I'm going to give you an example. Bucky's in in North Louisiana. They will hire husband and wife. They will start them at $18 an hour. They'll give them a 401k plan. They'll give them three weeks paid vacation. That's a combined income of around $80,000. You know, when we got this mean income in the state at 41000 to $43,000, we need to change. There shouldn't be resistance from companies like Bucky's. We need one on I-12 or maybe I-10 as well as I-20. I only got a minute or so left. I'm going to let you address the voters. Uh, I do want to thank you for one thing you said. I saw a debate all of Governor Ken wasn't there and asked about the global warming and you said you don't even know if the science is real it's not real but at least you said it it was like i know they wanted to jump on you for saying that uh but that's something i wish we would run from because uh you know god made the earth god gave us all this stuff and they're talking about science and stopping the weather i mean it's it's look i appreciate you saying that but just a minute left what do you tell the voters why should they vote for you well, you vote for me because you know my heart is for the people. I'm the candidate for the people. I'm not into party politics, and I'm kind of sick of it. And if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you need to go to the polls and vote for me on October 14th. How can people get in touch with your campaign? It's Hunter Lundy Governor or LundyForLouisiana.com. Uh, they can call. They can look at it. They can give online. They can follow us. Uh, through social media. They can do whatever they want to do, but I want their vote on October 14th. Appreciate you. You're always welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, we got to take a break, folks. Uh, God bless you. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPEL.